2023, 2023, yes, this is our first episode in 2023, and congratulations. If you're listening to this episode, it definitely means that you made it to this new year. I know a lot of you might be tired of hearing the word compliments of the new season, whatever, whatever. Yeah, compliments of the new season anyway, yeah. Uh, this is our first edition of this year, and um, I'm super excited as always. My name is Ronald T. Mutatabi Kwamisu Lawyers, as you can call me, and this is your favorite podcast, Relationship Talk with Mr. Loyal Podcast. I know this might not be your favorite, but it has to be your favorite somehow. And uh, to kick off the year, yeah, I have an amazing guest that we're going to be talking to. You know, we just want to start the year on a good note. So today I am talking to a pastor. Yeah, <laughs> she's a pastor and she's an author. She wrote a book called Princess to My Daddy. Uh, she is an award-winning certified life coach specializing in confidence and purpose coaching. She also holds a degree in computer science. She has done a lot of things. But one thing that I know and that I respect is um, she is a prayerful woman and she's always talking about her post. Ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome Pastor Consolata Kapoya. Hi, my pastor. How are you? How are you, Ronald? How are you doing? Um, yeah, now that I'm talking to your pastor, I, I am blessed and highly favored. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really, really humbled to be on this podcast with the amazing and phenomenal Mr. Loyal. Thank you so much for having me. Wait, wait, wait. Guys, did you hear that? She said, amazing and phenomenal, Mr. Loyal. <laughs> Today, I'm not going to sleep because you're... <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, uh, Pastor Consolata, how was your first season and how is the new year looking like for you? It was quite hectic for me. I can't really say... I had a festive season where I was resting because I have an upcoming book launch. I've been preparing for that, like generally, you know, making sure that you guys have an amazing day. So I didn't really rest, but the actual Christmas day was amazing, amazing. Yeah, mm -hmm. I had an amazing time. Wow, that's interesting. Yes, we are going to talk about your book shortly, but um, I think... Let's talk about relationships. On this podcast, we talk about relationships, everything relationships. So I'm going to ask my first question uh, from a biblical perspective and a pastoral perspective. What does a proper... The pressure is like? getting worse. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, so I'm saying from a biblical and pastoral perspective, what does a proper relationship look like? A proper relationship, first of all, is something that I would love to define as something that's actually authentic to you. I feel like so many times we've had uh, definitions from society, definitions of what relationships should look like. But when we look at the Bible, oh my goodness, now I'm sharing, you know, I'm pre-sharing the new book. Basically, when we look at relationships, in every relationship, every relationship has got a purpose. Whether in terms of friendships or romantic relationships, mother-daughter relationships, father-son, whatever relationships, every relationship has got a purpose. So in the very, very first uh, scenario, when we see Adam and Eve, 
-hmm. their purpose was to subdue, to manage the land, to, to manage the animals, the fish, the everything. That was their initial purpose. So the very first definition or the very first important thing when we talk about relationships is understanding the purpose of each and every relationship that we're in. Now, when we look at the Bible, we see Priscilla and Aquila who were husband and wife. Now I'm talking about romantic relationships. I'll also talk about um, other relationships. But when we start here, we realize that these people were tent makers. And in that situation, they took Paul in. They took Paul in, they worked together with him because they were also in the same trade. Yeah. Not only so, but they extended their hand even to Apollos, who, yes, he was a passionate and enthusiastic, you know, young man who loved God, but all he knew was about the baptism of water, and yeah. he didn't know anything else about the word of God, yet he really wanted to preach the word of God. So what Priscilla and Aquila did is that they didn't correct him in front of people. Instead, they took him aside, mentored him. So that was the authenticity and the purpose of their relationship. Wow. So what relationships look like in the end is defined by the purpose of that relationship. Because now when we look at the story of Ruth, Naomi, and Opa, mm -hmm. while many people have, you know, submitted to the notion that no mother-in-law and daughter-in-law can actually get along, we realize that these people got along. If Naomi was in a state of, you know, being authentic to herself to be able to say, you know what, Opa, it's okay, you can go, I'm releasing you both. If you want to go, please go, I give you my blessing. That shows that they actually had a good relationship. But now with the definitions of society and culture, we realize that, you know, as young women, we even get into marriage ready to attack our mothers-in-law. Yet sometimes the purpose, as we see now in the case of Ruth and Naomi, mm -hmm. Naomi actually connected Ruth to her boas. Yes. So now, when you understand the purpose of a particular relationship, that's when you act accordingly. You act according to that definition. Mm. You can't say that, you know, you're acting out of, when you know the promise that God has on that particular relationship, that way you know what actions to take, how much time to invest in that relationship, mm. how much resources, how much money, how much of everything, how much of your emotional investment to actually invest in that. So I think that's like the very most important thing that defines how a relationship should look like from the Bible. When you understand purpose, it will define how the relationship should look like. So there's no one definition that we say it should look like this and this, but according to what God has told you about that particular relationship. Wow. I hope I answered this. I feel like I hope I explained. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's, yeah, that's really well explained. Yeah, you really did justice to this question, really. And uh, you also said when people understand the purpose of their relationship, they might also get to know how much they should invest, maybe in terms of yeah. money and the time and other things. Yeah. Just in uh, off-context question, do you mm. think money is important in a relationship? 
I definitely think money is important in a relationship. <laughs> Guys, money is the driving force of life. Like, that's the reason why we're going to work. That's the reason why we take our kids to school so that they may be able to earn a living. Like, we need yeah. money. <laughs> like, it's literally the fuel for relationships. You know, I remember we used to say money is, is not important, only education. Guys, no, 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 no. <laughs> money. Even the Bible says money answereth all things. We need money in order to be able to even chat over WhatsApp. Yeah. That's data that needs to be bought. If you're going to have a date to go maybe to chicken in KFC, wherever to just mm. bond, we still need money. Even if it's like a backyard picnic, but you need to buy that food that you're going to eat. Everything generally needs money. It's, I, mean, I believe money is important because we yeah. will not be lying to people <laughs> <laughs> that money is not important. We need money. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, yeah, my brother's in the Stingy Men Association. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After Pastor Consolata said this, are you okay? Are you well? Yeah, guys, are you okay? <laughs> so, yeah. You're about to get heart attacks. <laughs> <laughs> so, tell me something. Yeah. Does one need to have some sort of spiritual spectacles to identify the right one? Or how do you know that this is the right one? I strongly believe that we need the spirit of discernment, mm -hmm. not only in choosing the right one, but generally in life, whether you're talking about a business partner who you want to partner with. Anywhere in life, generally, we need to be able to discern the intentions of the person when they're introduced into our life. Mm -hmm. To be able to tell, ah, this one, I don't need to say, this one wants to, you know, steal from me yeah. or has evil intentions. So we need to engage even like God in every decision that we make, including choosing a life partner. When we speak of a life partner, I believe it's something that's, you know, highly complex. It's actually a matter of life or death. It literally. is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I think it's important to engage God and say, God, what are you really saying? Not what we usually do, especially for the ladies where you've already made your choice. Right. And then now you're like, ah, God, just put a stamp <laughs> on this. But the thing is to actually go before God in, in an honest way, you know, in a transparent way and say, God, ah, I think I have feelings for this guy, but I need you to show me if there are any red flags, if there are any concerns, I need you to mm -hmm. show me so that when I make a decision, it's an informed decision. It's one that not that it's something that I've manipulated myself into believing that God has endorsed, yet he hasn't. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that ladies do that because, yeah, we also do oh, that. It, that always happens. Like when you see a hunk, someone who's sensor, you know, he's probably got a car, <laughs> you know, he wakes out, he does all the, you know, the nice things. Yet at the same, like already from what you've seen, you know what they say, not all that glitters is gold. You have seen the gold and you're attracted to the gold. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily mean that underneath the gold, it's well polished as well. So, yeah, only the Holy Spirit can actually reveal that. And, and I think it goes both ways because I know they are my brothers who might be having maybe two, three girlfriends. And then they have those people, they are now praying to get the right one uh, amongst the <laughs> people that they have. <laughs> They're asking God wow. to help them make a choice yeah sometimes yeah, yeah. 
you know uh, but one thing that i know and that i've got to learn about you is you have worked a lot with young people right yes. and from your experience yeah. with working for with young people from that experience what do you think is the common problem that young people make when they get into relationship the common problem is listening to the opinions of external influence Mm, uh, not that, that you know we should listen to our friends and all that mm. but i'll always go back and talk about what i said about understanding the authenticity of your relationship there are some things that may apply to many people yes. right but may not necessarily apply to you i'm not saying to not listen to advice even from mentors etc etc but sometimes there are journeys where you have to go that extra mile on your own you understand that for people like myself i personally do not intend to date for long like two years and all that no 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 yet some people have actually dated for like 10 years I and they still got married you understand so yeah. it takes us understanding kuti okay this is how our this is the progression this is the trajectory of our relationship and be able to stick to that rather than saying, ah, my friends are just, you know, dating for six months and then they marry or get married. Yeah. How about if you're actually meant to date for long, for whatever reason that I don't know. Mm. But now because you've been influenced by your friends to actually think uh, probably this guy isn't interested in me or this girl, you know, isn't really invested. Yet she is actually trying her best to, you know, be as invested as she can be because this is the first time being in a relationship with you. Remember that. Yes. yes. So it's it's so much about being able to, you know, take advice, but also just, you know, how when we eat fish, we usually, of course, like people now have you know refined recipes, but back then when we ate fish, would eat the 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 flesh, you know, mm -hmm. the steak. And leave the 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 bones, what do you bones. call this? A I don't know my UII would leave the bones <laughs> of the fish. <laughs> A because we know it's gonna prick us. So when we get advice from people, we get what we know works for us and we leave the rest. That's fair. I think that's so important. Like what actually after you know you, we've had even a relationship seminar or whatever, even this podcast. Mm -hmm. you on your own you sit down and say okay this actually applies to my relationship I'll, I'll you know run with this advice but no this doesn't apply to my relationship so maybe I could share with someone who could benefit from that but it just doesn't work for me yeah yeah, yeah that's very true because now that we are in January 14 February is coming up Valentine's is coming yes. and there's going to be a lot of pressure from friends Definitely. from uh, colleagues and somehow if you fail to understand what you stand for and the purpose of your relationship as you have said yeah i think mm -hmm. yeah it's going to be a, a tough time for you yeah you're going to have a rough day i hate to say this but you're going to have a rough day that's actually very very ah extremely true yeah yeah well on that uh pastor do you believe in valentine's day I'm indifferent about it, honestly. Okay. 
<laughs> I was actually about to mention, but I forgot. Like mm-hmm. I lost the train of thought. That when it comes to Valentine's and the pressure of Valentine's, others actually don't believe in Valentine's. Like Yet it. others do believe in Valentine. So that's when you also have to go back to the authenticity of your relationship. Like what mm-hmm. have you discussed with your partner? What have you agreed on in terms of your beliefs towards Valentine's? For me, I'm indifferent personally, whether we celebrate it or not. Because my birthday is on the 25th also. So oh, it's like, yeah, yeah, come I on, I you know. So I don't know. I'm really indifferent. But according to studies, it actually shows that it's a, it's a pagan holiday. Right. If I'm not mistaken. I haven't really properly researched, but it's it's a pagan holiday. I'm sure about that. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, ladies, on behalf of men, we are just saying sometimes it's not that we are stingy or we don't want to buy you things, it's just that we don't yeah. believe in Valentine's full stop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I know sure. my a lot of brothers believe that with me. Yeah, of the same belief that we don't believe in this thing. Uh, and you know what? In Zimbabwe last year, around November, there were a lot of cases of suicide that were recorded. But what's yeah. so said is all these cases or most of them were related to love. Uh, how do you think we can deal with this? Because yeah, it's something that is really alarming. Okay, most of this, in fact, all of the suicide cases that I know were men who killed themselves. I don't remember. Personally, I do not remember a woman who killed themselves in 2022. Yeah, that's true. That's Just true. men about eight men that I actually know who were famous. And then I'm thinking how about those that I actually do not know. So I think this is an issue that has to be dealt with, particularly with the men. Mm. I think it's important to, you know, to actually understand and like accept. I feel like a lot of the times men will be in denial. When someone tells you they don't love you back, I feel like for men, it does hurt your ego. I understand that. Like, you know, your pride and everything is in shambles because someone has said no to your proposal. But I think we have to understand and also get to a self of, you know, being so secure of who we are as men. I'm speaking (laughs) on behalf of men because I believe these are the people that committed suicide in 2022. seriously and it's really an issue that really has to be addressed so when we understand and are secure as men right Mm -hmm. knowing that okay she probably has her reasons but it's really not about me but you know so and so just made the choice Mm -hmm. and she doesn't want me in this particular season of her life and be able to move on and try to date someone else yeah. especially if it's in the dating phase i know others committed suicide well after marriage but yeah this particular case i'm talking about in the dating phase just understanding okay she's not interested it's okay i don't have to kill myself i will eventually find someone who loves me and accepts who i actually am mm. rather than then trying to force someone to love you or to <laughs> Yeah, it it becomes hectic. So firstly, just accepting that, okay, she has said she she doesn't want, so it's okay, I can find someone else. Mm. And also, I believe that it's important to actually talk as men. 
Yeah. I know when we were raised, even as girls and boys, as siblings, men were told, men don't cry, you know, even us as women, we're told we are strong women, we don't cry, you know, we are unbreakable, unshakable. No, 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 no. We are meant to be soft, guys. <laughs> even <laughs> Jesus wept, like Jesus wept, you know. Yeah. Jesus wept for his friend. He was so touched, he was so moved that his friend had died, especially mm-hmm. when his sister, when Lazarus' sister now said, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. Uh, Jesus was hurt. I'm sure he was hurt by those words. Imagine the tone of a woman. Probably she was like, Lord, if only you had been. Lord was hurt just trying, you know, to be, ah, okay, so that she doesn't really feel bad. You know, her point was like, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. Almost like in a tone to blame Jesus. Though Jesus knew he would raise Lazarus in the end, but this was now an understanding. of Okay, oh my goodness. Like I've heard so many people or whatever the situation was, but Jesus was so in touch with his feelings, even as a man, that he cried in front of people. That's not the only time, even in the garden of Gethsemane, we see Jesus, you know, the Bible says that he was so anxious as unto death that he dropped, he dropped sweat, you know, as of drops of blood, literally. And it's like authentic before God, his father and says, you know what? If possible, please remove this cup from me. But nevertheless, not my will, but yours. Mm. So if Jesus was so in touch with who he was, his feelings, how about us as human beings? Imagine Mm. Jesus is the son of God and he cried. He was anxious. How about us? We will go through different emotions in life. And I think we have to be able to find safe spaces, you know, have friends that we can openly talk to, be honest to, Maybe mm. a pastor, if you're not into the pastor thing, a friend, someone yeah. you whom you can trust and tell him, Ronald, you know what? I'm really going through tough times. Also, even us as friends to guys and to, you know, to others in general, we also have to be able to be so alert, so aware of, you know, what our friends do, because you can actually re- realize a change in behavior in your friend. Sometimes you realize that maybe if your friend was already drinking, they start drinking more. If Mm. they were not drinking, they start drinking beer, you know, like beer consumption, alcohol consumption generally increases. You can just see some stressed tendencies going on, you know, with your friend. So we have to be able to also then reach out to them just from observing them. Because something has changed about the way they act. Something has changed about their behavior, their character, and be able to, you know, talk to them, sit down with them. Hey, my friend, what's going on? How can I help? How can I assist? I'm sure that way, you know, we can reduce suicide rates. Yeah. That's very true. Thank you so much for mentioning that. And I think for my brothers, if you are in a situation where you feel like you need someone to talk to, reach out to me, brother. Yeah. yeah. I got your back, you're yes. my brother. Let's do this. We are in this Absolutely. together, brothers. No, no yeah. need to hang yourself or to kill yourself. We still need you. So if you feel like you need someone to talk to, just reach out. We we can talk. Yeah. We can talk. Uh yeah, as we are coming to the end, uh, is there anything that the church can do to prepare young people before they get in relationships? I think the church has to be realistic in terms of <laughs> the perfect wife perfect you know perfect husband that is always advocated for in church yeah 
I'll give one example. We always speak of the Proverbs 31 woman, mm-hmm. which I think is like, oh, she's an ideal woman. But honestly, I feel like it's a lot of pressure, realistically speaking, to place all of that demand on one woman. Like if you ask me, okay. I believe we should be able to delegate. We should be, <laughs> we should be able to, you know, be authentic to the situation that we're actually living in. Sometimes maybe a wife is going to work, working night shifts and ETC, and they're still expected to rise up in the morning and prepare for their husband and kids and servants is what the Proverbs 31 woman does. So now we have to be able to say, now what does the modern 31 Proverbs woman look like? The modern one, not the one that's the you know, Lemuel's mother said in Proverbs 31, Mm. how does she look like in this day and age? Of course, the Bible is the standard for our lives, but we don't have to misinterpret it. We have to understand, according to the time that we're living in, how best can we best represent the scriptures? How best can we interpret the scriptures so that they can be relatable to the times and seasons that we're living in. So let's set realistic standards, right? Mm -hmm. Let's be honest in telling our children and advising people about the tips on how to find a partner. I think the best advice we can give to people when looking for life partners is, you know what? Listen to the voice of God, follow the following, follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. I'm sure that way, that's really the only way that we can find a life partner that we're satisfied with. And we don't overset expectations that they should take care of your family in the dating phase. They should do your laundry as a guy in the dating phase. Mm, Like it's just a normal thing. So some of the things are not realistic. As the church, let's be realistic in telling people what to prepare for and what they should also do in terms of preparation for to date. Yeah. Thank you so much uh, for that wisdom that you've shared with us right there. And uh, as we're coming to the end, I know it wouldn't be complete if we had not talked about what we're about to talk about. Right, on the 4th of February, 2023, Pastor Consolata is launching a second book that is called I Am Authentic. And uh, the venue is yet to be announced. I'm sure she can speak to us about that. And the tickets are going for about $15, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I want to promise everyone. And I want to promise you that I'm going to buy my ticket. And on the 4th of February, I'm going to be. <laughs> so just in short, tell us about your upcoming book, I Am Authentic. Where can we get the, uh, where can we get the tickets? And also if the book is available online for our audience that is out of the country. All right. Amazing. Thank you so much for this. Uh, I've actually shared some of the gems, particularly in the relationship area. (laughs) So this book is generally talking about authenticity, unleashing the original you so that you can win in your God-given purpose. Mm. This speaks of authenticity in terms of relationships, general relationships, romantic relationships, and marriage. We can talk of authenticity in business, leadership, authentic worship, the I am in I am authentic actually refers to God. You remember that time he met Moses at the burning bush and he says, I am that I am. So that speaks about how God showed up authentically in each situation. He wasn't limited to being Jehovah Jireh, 
you know, Jehovah Rapha or whatever. Mm, and that's yeah. the same way that we are also called to rise up authentically as ourselves in whatever industry we are in, whether in fashion, in business, in ministry, in purpose, wherever it is, we're also called to rise up authentically. So that's basically what this book is about. And yes, it is online, even right now for pre-order on Amazon as an ebook as well as a paperback and physically the copies will be available right here uh in harare on the 4th of february at Batanai gardens from 11 30 till 3 on 4 february i really really look forward to seeing you to purchase your tickets you may get in touch with me uh on the email trailblazing with consolata at gmail.com yeah okay. Okay. Can we also have links or can we have your social media handles so that maybe there's someone who's listened to you and they want to know yeah. more, uh, how can they get in touch with you? Amazing. I'm Consolata Kapuya on all social media platforms. That's Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, um, Amazon, wherever. Yes, wow. I'm just Consolata Kapuya, Princess to my daddy, uh, our women's ministry, a community of women who are loved, purpose-driven and holistic, is also under the tag at Princess to my daddy on all social media platforms. And my quoting platforms are trailblazing with Consolata on all social media platforms as well. Wow, thank you so much. And how much is the book, by the way? I know the tickets are 15 The now. book the book is actually $10, but if you're coming to the launch, the $15 also covers the, the book as well. So I now have the book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So for some of us who are going to the launch, you are going to get signed copies. I know. Yes, absolutely. And we're going to dance and dance and celebrate. I'm super, super excited. I can't even explain. Oh, thank you so much, Pastor Consolata, for finding time to come through to the Relationship Talk podcast with Mr. Loyal. I really appreciate you, and I look forward to seeing you at the book launch. I am definitely coming through with the team that I work with, even on those podcasts. Wow. We'll be there. We are going to have uh, a good time there. And uh, to our listeners, thank you so much for finding time to listen to our podcast and thank you for the feedback that you have been giving us through our various platforms and of course if you want to talk to us if you want to reach out if you want to be our next guest you can send us an email on rtpodcast21 at gmail.com the 21 is 21 so it's rtpodcast21 at gmail.com you can follow me as the host at Mr. Loyal21 on Instagram, Mr. Loyal on Facebook, and at Ron Tatabip on Twitter. This has been the first edition of our 2023 journey. Yes. Remember, we come to you after every two weeks. And now you can access this podcast on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Anger FM, and also Google Podcast. So I hope to see you next time. That's in two weeks. And don't forget that Valentine's is coming. Where is your boyfriend? All right, guys, tune it again. <laughs> this week, this edition, I'm out.